It's a brand new day, and we're putting the AM in American politics. We've seen the darkness of division and despair and are now jumping into the light of a bright path forward. Progress is here, and we're sharing its story with you, for you, all with the help of Signal Boost. Now, here are your hosts, Zerlina Maxwell and Jess McIntosh. Welcome back to Signal Boost. I'm Zerlina Maxwell, and I'm here um, with an actor that you just you just know from everything that you've ever watched, like for for my my childhood, my adolescence, all the way up through the present. Uh, Carla Gugino. Um, you are, I'm just so happy to chat with you today. You're in a new movie with um, so many cool women that I love. It's called Gunpowder Milkshake and it looks so cool. It's so cool. Um, how did this role come about? I mean, it's an action role. So I know. How, how did that all happen? That really is. Um, well, first of all, I'm so, you're so rad and I'm so glad we're talking. So, um, so we'll start there. Um, yeah, it was, you know, uh, I think, uh, Navot um, Papushadu, who is our director, who's from Israel, who's amazing. Um, he was a fan of like he's a he's a Quentin Tarantino for sure was a big influence on him, and also Robert Rodriguez and their movies. And um, and I've done a lot of movies with Robert Rodriguez, you know, Spy Kids, Sin City, and and um, and so I think he was a, a fan from those um, because in his country also making a genre movie is not really you know what they do. So mm-hmm. his first movie, um, some attention. Big Bad Wolves, it was called. It's a really cool movie. And it was it was kind of like his own very unique vision of, a, of an early Quentin movie. And Quentin saw it and actually sort of brought attention to it, which was super cool. So anyway, so upon chatting the first time, uh, he was just like, you know, I, I love your work and and I think you would really get my aesthetic. And, um, and uh, we just got into a really great, super passionate talk about um, movies and how much we love them and how much they changed our lives and not just doing them, but watching them, you know? And, um, and so I was super intrigued by the title because uh, I was like, I think I almost don't need to read it. I kind of just read part of something called Gunpowder yeah. Milkshake. Um, but then I read it and I just, and I, and I really, um, at that point, uh, I think just Lena, um, Lena Hedia and, uh, and Karen Gillan were attached. And, and I think Angela and Michelle and I were coming on board all around the same time. So it was also just such an amazing group of people. Um, and Paul Giamatti was doing it. And, um, and then I just fell in love with Madeline. The character that I play mm-hmm. is, um, you know, we're, um, we're, it's about three generations of assassins. Uh, uh, all of them are women. And, you know, women are much more stealth than guys. So like, it makes a lot of sense to me, but I also wanted to, the the opportunity with this character was um, to bring the person who truly loves books and the library. And so there's this sort of great juxtaposition between this sort of what seems like a a laced up uh, innocent and then to see. Right. Yeah. I I love well, I love action movies generally, but I just love action movies where women are are the stars. And yeah. um, because so in so many action movies, the woman is the reason the man is doing the thing that is the plot, yeah. right? They're, yeah. the, they're the like, you know, totally. dramatic, they're there for dramatic effect. They die, they get hurt, yeah. they get kidnapped. Like they're not the star right. of the thing. Um, sure. And so to see Angela Bassett and Lena, who you mentioned, Cersei yeah. Lannister, for those who, um, at home who are Game of Thrones fans, yeah. um, seeing them in this role, and also the fact that it's action with humor, 
Yeah. Um, and a dark humor, which is like my jam. Um, I love dark humor. Yeah. Jess, my co-host, who um, unfortunately couldn't be on uh, this this interview today, she's very dark. We're dark in the morning. I mean, it's like two feminists waking up. I know it's with dark awesome. sense of humor, but it's like so fun, right? And I think yeah. there's a lot of people who have that type of humor. Do you find that like throughout your career? you've felt more liberated to sort of embrace those parts of yourself because I mean your career I was telling our producer before this uh interview that True Beverly Hills is like that's one of my all like top five like like I know every line I know the songs I know like I mean I just that was one of those movies as a kid that influenced me deeply and I think because of the diversity and just like that everybody was authentic so when you're thinking about like the span of your work, you know, when was that moment where you really felt free to embrace the authentic parts of yourself, like your dark sense of humor? Uh, such a good question. It really is because I think also um, for women in particular, I think that our appetites, like our appetite for, for love, for life, for food, for sex, for work, for all, you know, this, this sort of hunger, this, this, um, is something that men were for a very long time um, celebrated for. And, you know, it's like, oh, he's a ladies man or he's a, you know, there's this sort of like, and I think women, we were, I, I remember just as a young actress coming up, I was just afraid of how hungry I was and how, um, and I don't mean uh, maybe perhaps ambitious too, but I, I don't even mean ambition necessarily, but more like what you're talking about, which is like that sort of like primal, um, desire and hunger for mm-hmm. life. and and uh and I think that that now I look back on it and I think oh why would I have ever you know there's that kind of specific hunger that we we will have you know hopefully you have for your whole life but also like that was so specific to those years of your life and I wish mm-hmm. that I had had some rad woman my age to be like hey don't be afraid of right that part of you because that's actually your engine and from that will come your authenticity and from that will come your power you know and and um so so I do feel like it took me it took me a long time I think the key moment and and I feel like it happened gradually but like maybe about 10 years ago Mm -hmm. fairly recent it was like a feeling of oh I'm seeing the world from the inside out and not from the outside in. Like I'm yeah. not just seeing how I'm being perceived because I think that that's what you're saying, even with roles, you know, it's like, yeah. you're the woman that's like, what do I need to do for that guy character? What do I, right. how, how am I the reflection of him? Right. And, uh, and that's, by the way, you know, that's not a fault of any of the people I've worked with or anything like that. It's just so deeply ingrained in our culture, you know? Oh yeah. Um, and it's movies like this one, I feel like allow for, just more realistic portrayals of women. Um, like, you know, they're full, the, you know, the full scope of it. And one of the things I like about this movie is that the action is really real and good. And it's not, it, you know, it's not a 100 pound actress like throwing a man, you know, like it's not, yeah. because sometimes that that is a thing that happens in Hollywood and you're like, I don't know if that, right. would, it's cool, but I don't know if she could really do that totally. um, unless it's Maggie Q. Um, yeah, exactly. But, but, but what, what was that? Film. Yeah, true that. Um, yeah. So how did, how did that all come together? Like, what was that like? Because, um, you know, you've done so many different roles, but this one is really one where the action is 
authentic. I mean, we're talking about authenticity, but the yeah. action in this is, it's that too. Yeah, well, I'll speak to that on two points. One, because actually also coincidentally right now, um, as we're all coming out of quarantine, um, I did a show called Jet, where I play mm-hmm. a, a female thief. Um, and that show just um, is now, just started streaming on HBO Max, which is really awesome because we did it for Cinemax, which is mm-hmm. HBO. And then right. Cinemax disappeared when Warner you know, like all of all business reasons that had nothing to do with the show or any of the shows that were on Cinemax at that time. And um, so finally, it's actually going to have an audience. And I, I say this because it dovetails into a similar thing. Madeline is a totally different character than Jet. Um, Jet is definitely someone who keeps her own counsel and definitely someone who would always have been written as a, as a man. I mean, just all of the, the qualities. It was so interesting how many things I butted up against. Um, mm-hmm. In, in, a, in a great way, which is like what I always want acting to do for me is allow me to push myself further and also give empathy to what, you know, allow people to see the world through other people's eyes. So um, it was a great training ground for me to then go into Gunpowder Milkshake because though Gunpowder Milkshake is much poppier, um, you know, there was this action sequence where I fight with a tomahawk in one, in mm-hmm. a, you know, and uh and it was crazy because we had these incredible stunt coordinators. Um, their names are Laurent and Sebastian, and they're <laughs> and they had done. I know, right? You're like, ah, I'm yours. That's so good. Um, <laughs> and, uh, they had done Lucy and a bunch of other great movies, and um, and so I trusted them implicitly. But also, like literally three days into this fight training, because I'm pretty physical, but I haven't done a ton of fight sequences. And mm-hmm. like something like San Andreas, I, I, you know, I ran. I did a lot of stunts, but not like a right. And so um, on like the third day of rehearsal, I woke up and I couldn't lift my right arm. And I was like, do I tell them or do I not tell them? Like, <laughs> oh no. This? You yeah. know? So I kind of like under my breath was like, um, I, uh, I think um, I can't move my arm. <laughs> and they were like, oh, don't worry, in, in 24 hours, you'll be fine. Just ice it and do this and that. And they gave me all right, this. Right. But it was, it was really fulfilling to do those fight sequences. And I know Angela, Angela and I paired up for a lot of our press on mm-hmm. this actually know we've, we've spoken about it a lot together um that she felt the same way which was this sort of real really fulfilling feeling of we had amazing stunt people covering us too but we got to do almost all of our fights ourselves and there's something that feels innately intensely grounding about it um, mm-hmm. and like you said what i really like is that they were designed to be something that, yes, a woman at their top of their game and in that profession could do. Maybe not all of us can do this. <laughs> they were like, they were, they really were thought out as like, how would a woman be able to actually, you know, win, win this fight? Um, and, uh, and then the other thing that I like about it is it's not a movie where men are, you know, women are just plugged into male roles. It's, it's something where, um, you know, it's also dealing with motherhood and the mistakes that mothers make and the fact that you don't have any kind of rule book for that mm-hmm. um, and the resentments of the children uh, and how they are, you know, like make up a story in their head about what you did. And right, right, right. at some point you're old enough to be able to both talk about <laughs> it, you know, uh, and the idea of making family, making family that we choose, not just the family that we're born with. There's so many shows like that right now too, where I think people are embracing that more especially in COVID, because I mean, I, I am with my actual family, but a lot of people are not able to see their families yeah. because of where they live um, geographically. Um, so making your own sort of community is so important. Um, what kind of fight train, what does the fight training entail that you couldn't remove your arm? <laughs> like yeah. what happened? Yeah. Well, what it was, was, so basically we were in these, we shot this in Berlin 
which was super cool. And we were in these really historical, insanely amazing stages there. And, uh, and so one stage we were shooting on, one stage we were, we were doing our fight training in. And uh, it was just literally the arm work with an ax only on my right arm from not having trained previously for it. Right. Totally so makes sense. It's literally like the muscle just was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you know? Over, um, over exertion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, um, but as we know, I mean, athletes are constantly icing things and, you know, it was just, I just hadn't had that. It's weird. I, I ended up, I was just filming in the Dominican Republic at the beginning of this year during COVID. And um, I, uh, on my one day off of the entire shoot, I was hiking and I fell and I broke my um, wrist really badly. And so I've been in a world of like, I've thought about my right arm so much more than I ever have. And uh, it's been so strange to think like, I wouldn't have been able to do that by sequence right now. I would have had it, I guess, but, um, but yeah, it's like the whole, I mean, switching hands, that seems like it would be rather difficult. I know. Um, Even in life, it's difficult. Oh yeah. Um, In terms of the quarantine experience, I mean, one of the questions I've had for people all year, um, it's just what what has it been like how are you holding up in this experience I mean I think we're at the phase now where we're sort of coming out of it but it's still not it's not over so yeah. it, it it's still we're all feel, facing sort of the anxiety and all the stress that comes along with the situation but also the idea of going back or going sure. back to something um did you have any reflections like as you were in sort of lockdown um about what you want to go back to you know, the things you yeah. want to go back to. Yeah. Well, I think, um, you know, one thing that's cool is I'm seeing the book behind you. Um, oh. I think, I think, it's always uh, there. I forget to take it down. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no I, I think that the truth of the matter is like, I think this was, this was, a you know, a, such a brutal time on so many levels, but also there are many silver linings. And one of them is that we were able to put uh, a magnifying glass on some major systemic problems uh, in a way that I don't know that the focus could have been so pure if everyone was as distracted as people are usually in life, you know? Um, And it was also, it struck me, you know, uh, because half my family is from Italy and um, my my boyfriend of many years is is from Venezuela. And I, I was sort of like, you know, we, I, I, I think that this country, we just don't know how to bow, like, like every, you know, theoretically, like everything we can teach our, our children should be at the dinner table on some level. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. So often um, we just are, are like a country that just is on the train moving all the time. And mm-hmm. so I think when we had this time of getting off the train, it felt terrifying initially. And then it felt kind of like, hmm, how often do I want to get on the train? <laughs> Mm-hmm. like maybe not as much you know what I mean like, like maybe this isn't my stop um and uh and so that's been really interesting for me because I think since I started acting at 13 um I never really stopped because it's always you know I think inbred in an actor is the is the notion that you might never work again no matter how long mm-hmm. you've it in. and so I think I've always been a little bit running um you know to make sure that it doesn't stop and so it was very um weird to stop and and it's I think it's been the the least that I've worked um probably in my career um but it's also brought a lot of um grace somehow Mm -hmm. sort of reflection for sure um and interestingly enough I don't really I'm not prone or I didn't think I was to like social anxiety but I do think that now 
the firsts of going out mm -hmm. well is intense right are you having that oh i am having i so i mean i was already like a little bit awkward um not like awkward awkward like i can interact because yeah, i, I yeah. mean i'm i talk a lot i'm very conversational but i do think that like i am a little bit more about like going close to people like yeah. in close proximity so so i'm like you know like stay over there um but also respecting their space too and i yeah. think like i've all, my mom was always big about like personal space and you know honoring the, the yeah. personal space so i think that like that was already ingrained in me so now going back out is going to be weird like i don't we were talking this morning on the show about are we going to ever handshake again like yeah. are we and i i don't know if i can do that i just yeah. I, know. I don't know i just feel like elbow tap's fine yeah, you know what I'm like, super into <laughs> is like the taking a page from like the book of the Japanese who are so respectful to each other just with- Yes, the, oh, I like that. The right? bowing is actually really yeah. good. Yeah, there's something like I see the best in you and and uh, like sort, sort of acknowledging that on some level. Um, because yeah, the problem with this is like, it's it's so specific. Like sometimes, yeah. but just like somebody you don't know that well, I don't know. It's like, like I don't know. It's, That's it's, a lot. It's, it is because it's awkward too. And it's like, you're kind of like reaching weirdly. Um, so I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention again, uh, True Beverly Hills, just because it, it actually just had 30 years, a couple of years ago. Oh. Um, and it was like, it was literally one of the most, I, I when I watch it back now, I realized that there are parts of my personality that like as an adult that yeah. like we're informed by the, by by some of the things that I feel like I learned in that movie of just like accepting everyone people of all different backgrounds like making sort of like a, a rainbow coalition of people right. and that that group can be friends and they can support each other and they can empower each other and so I feel like the the legacy of that movie is far beyond probably like what you even imagine at 14. Right. Totally. Like when you took the role. I know. Can you just reflect on that for a bit? Cause it's like, when I, I Brooke Baldwin recently was wearing like a true Beverly Hills shirt she got um, on her Instagram. Uh -huh. And I was like, oh my God. Like, I was like, where did you get that shirt? Uh, I'm dying. And she was like, oh my God, it's my favorite. And I just like, I find really a lot more women adults now yeah. that we like tell each other we're like true Beverly Hills, like low key, that movie. <laughs> No, it is like, I think it's that thing that becomes bigger than you for sure. And there's only a few things that I would say, like have that resonance for people and people still always come up to me about True Beverly Hills. And they're always like, I know you've done a bunch of stuff since then. And it's amazing, whatever, but like, I don't want to be, you know, I don't mean to, and I'm like, no, 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 that's awesome. Because, well, because like you said, we, the age in which you see a movie like that, we are so impressionable and we're also looking for guidance and it was never sort of like being hit over the head, but it was a thing of, like you said, like all of these really simple, just humanitarian, like truths, like hey, right. people can make each other better. And maybe I don't know you because I don't understand you. I don't understand you because I don't know you yet. Right. Let me, let me figure that we're probably pretty similar and we probably really care about many of the same things being loved, being, you know, like all, all of the right. like, human truths. So um, it was, it was also cool because we were so young and everyone was really cool with each other. Like it wasn't any kind of, and, and, you know, it's, it's funny that you do mention it cause it does kind of crazily come full circle to gunpowder milkshake because we were all talking about it. You know, we were big fans of each other's mutual ad admirers of each other's work, but none of us have worked together before, which is really mm. 
people have been doing it as long as a long right. time. Decades, right. Yeah, and it's a testament to usually because there's one woman in a movie. So you don't usually get the opportunity. You're like, <laughs> you guys, and then you're the one woman, you know, or they're the one woman or whatever. Right. And um, so it was, so there was something that comes back maybe all the way around to Drew Beverly Hills, which is, there was just, I love, I love men. I love working on sets with, you know, it's like, it's, it's always, it's a melting pot of, 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 of great combination of elements. So often a set and it's what I love about collaboration, but there was definitely a tangibly different vibe with all women. Like there was something that was mm-hmm. just no ego. Um, there was in collaboration immediately. The work ethic was really strong, but it was also like guards were down and we could play. Yep. And yeah. And so I do think that that was something that um, I'm so glad I had that example early on doing that movie because it made it very clear to me that I would want to continue that example, you know? Well, we're an all-female morning show. So we love love it here. um, And we love all women teams because there is something about having an all-woman team and and having, well, well, an all-feminist team, I should say, actually to be more specific about it. And understanding that we just, we can empower each other. It doesn't have to be a competition. Yeah, no. Um, and in fact, like the way the world works, it really isn't, you know, it's, um, I do think that that any of the women that you or I can, can, can go, oh my God, when I saw that she could do that, it made me know I could do that, you yeah. know? And then I have people who say that to me all the time. Like, I always have like a mixed bag of feelings about um, social media. Um, which is mostly just personal because I'm kind of a shy person. So like, I'm always conflicted about, you know, how much, I don't know, right. it's, it's a tricky relationship for me, but the things that kind of keep me on it are like girls from around the world who reach out to me and are like, I never thought I could become a dancer, but when I saw what you did, you know, it's like, that means everything. I mean, I'll, I mean, that's like, you know, the, the best we could, any of us, like, I'm sure you have inspired right. so many people. It's like, it's such a, such a cool thing. And it is true that you mentioned the feminist aspect of it um, in the sense that it's also so unfortunate and so disconcerting when you um, work with a woman who is undercutting or who doesn't, right. like, I, I realize I never expect it and I'm totally shocked. And yet, uh, and yet sometimes some of my most challenging experiences in terms of collaborating have unfortunately been um, mm-hmm sort of taking on the worst characteristics of of men like uh, like sort of sort of yeah strident um uh ungenerous you know and and uh you know sort of i don't know it's and and, and i and i think also it's they need to right they need to watch true beverly hills exactly <laughs> Um, Carla, it, it was such a pleasure to chat with you today. Congratulations on the film. Um, Gunpowder Milkshake is out July the 15th on Netflix. Um, I'll be watching it as soon as it's available on my Netflix. Actually, it's probably in a preview. I probably do have access to watch the full the full preview. Um, but I am so excited to see the whole thing because the clips that I have seen look awesome. And you um, know, I will say quickly, just as a, of a young girl coming up feminist, Chloe, who plays the young girl in it. Oh! Fantastic. I love, I love that. So cool to see a a girl that age just coming into her own. Oh, it's going to be so fun. Carla uh, Gugino, thank you so much uh, for being here today. We're taking a break. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to the Signal Boost podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with more news.